Hello everyone, welcome to the Ultimate Fantasy Podcast, your one-stop shop for all things fantasy. It's me, Alfie. Uh, we're here after Game Week 22, going to be looking ahead at Game Week 23. Hey, guess what? Will, aka Top Marks, content writer for Fantasy Football Scout, will be joining us to go over the fixtures later in the show. Uh, but in the meantime, it's just me and Nathan. We're going to have some little giggle giggles, and you're going to have a little giggle giggle, and we're going to have some fun, and we're going to look at stats, we're going to look at players, we're going to get all geeky, we're going to get non-geeky. We're gonna get day. We're just, we're just gonna talk some football, right? So uh, if you're on board with that, I'm on board with that. And just let everyone just, everyone just chill out, right? We're here to have fun. So let's roll that music. Hello everyone, it's me Alfie. How you doing? I'm joined by Nathan. Hi Nathan. Hey Alfie. <laughs> what are you gonna do? Oh <laughs> gotta do better than that. I know. What are you gonna say? I don't know. What well, what could be one of your catchphrase? Mush is alright, geezer. Yeah, alright. Uh, hello fellow. <laughs> uh, hi Nathan. Alright, geezer. Nah, it doesn't work, does it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, mate. Oh, good show today. Uh, game week 22 is over and done with as we look at it, game week 23. Uh, I'm not sure I enjoyed game week 22. Did you? Um, not massively, no. No, well, for reasons we will get to yeah. in the draft, etc. Mm. I had a weird football dream. Yeah, go on. You know, but you know, the nothing really much had happened. It's just playing football match. You know, when your leg's really heavy. Mm. And you can't run around. Yeah. And then I realised, well, that's actually what it'd be like in real life now anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you sure that was a dream? Yeah, I was just like, actually, I was probably better in the dream. I was more mobile. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And um, I'll tell you what I did the other day. I started watching that Star Wars, I'm going to call it Mandolin. It's not that. Mandalorian. Mandalorian. Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen it? No, not seen it yet. No. Uh, I've seen the latest film. It's a, it's a kid's show, basically. It's a bit like Xena, Princess, Warrior. Is it more silly than The Witcher or not? Have you seen The Witcher? No, yet? The Witcher. I've seen The Witcher in the listings on Netflix. Yeah. And I, I always think when I see The Witcher, Willy Watcher. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's just, that's I think, a different show. Why is there a show called Willy Watcher? Yeah. Oh, it's called The Witcher. Yeah, yeah. Short. I bet that's silly as. It is. It's quite fun, though. It's enjoyable. It's, it's, very, it's a bit like a cross between Buffy the Vampire Slayer and do you remember the old Beauty and the Beast TV show that used to be oh on a Saturday? God. This guy, With yeah. uh, Linda Hamilton from yeah, Terminator. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a bit like that. Wow. <laughs> well, okay. We've only lost, uh, what, 46% of people there? Yeah, exactly, yeah. Good, it's right. number one rated show on Netflix. What? Um, the Witcher. Is it? Yeah. Ah, it doesn't mean much, does it? <laughs> uh, right, so football. Let's talk football. Uh, no secret journalist again, Nath. Yeah, I know. Right. Way too big for us now. Uh, apparently he got stuck in his car for three hours a day. <laughs> <laughs> I hope by that he meant he was driving and not just stuck in his car. Maybe he's underwater. He's in Yorkshire, isn't he? So. Oh, maybe. Fingers crossed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so we've got a good show. We've got Will Timbers joining us for the Ooh. picture previews yeah uh right that's uh before we do the uh 
what was it? The game week review. Let's do. Do you want the quick quiz question? Quick question. Quick quick question. Quick quiz question. Uh, is it going to be quicker than that? Yes, it's going to be okay. much better. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Well then. Here we go. Mm. Five Danes scored in the Premier League last season. Okay. Christian Eriksen and Pierre Emil Hulberg were two. Yep. I want you to name the other three. Cool. Is it? Just name the other three Danes who scored in the Premier League last season. Right. That's that. Let's have a game week twenty-two roundup. It's a queer. Hello. As Sergio makes fantasy managers very smug by grabbing a hat trick to destroy a downtrodden villa. All with a little help from Markev, Margab, and Marez. Watford sting a very sad looking born the side to death. West Ham grab a last minute equaliser against Sheffield United, but no, no, they don't. Uh, the much revived Arsenal have to settle for a draw against Crystal Palace. Everton win again. Wolves' dead donkey goes E or to make it one all against Newcastle. Go Reese Lightning. Chelsea add more woes and more questions to those on the side of Burnley. Leicester were humbled by a previously humbled Southampton side. Liverpool easily beat a Whoppy Spurs and Man United proved nothing by beating Norwich and Solskjaer keeps saying stupid and annoying things. <laughs> six clean sheets, yeah, six clean sheets. Wow, Liverpool, Sheffield United, Chelsea, Everton, Man United, Watford. Uh, the goal king was, of course, Aguero, who got three. Mm. Assist kings, uh, KDB and Mata were two each. Assisting defenders, as Piloqueta, James, or James, Williams and Dean, and Red Carfor or Bamanyang. It was a bit naughty, that. A bit tasty, that tackle, wasn't it? This week's top performing players across FPL and draft, Aguero, Mares, and Decore. Huh. And for fan tracks, well, it's the same. Aguero, Mares, and Decore. So, yeah, that was game week 22. Uh, interesting, uh, funny game week, you know, in the sense that... Um, no real big surprises. Well, I guess there was a surprise, but um, you you well, actually called it. I'm going to get to that. <laughs> uh, yeah, we accidentally got a lot of our predictions right. Yeah. Mm. Um, uh, yeah, it was quite freaky. Yeah. So, uh, and I quote from last week: "Nath's going for a Leicester win. I'm going for a surprise Southampton win because there's always a freak result, and this could be it. Alfie Eva's game week 22." Yeah. That's it. I mean, I'm happy with that. I think I should retire now. Yeah, you edited out quite a few of my predictions that actually came off as well. You're right. But I didn't edit out. We've both gone for a United win. Rashford, it's going to be Rashford. Yeah. We got that that one. Also Uh, picked out Machinio to get an assist, and he did. No, there's no actual evidence for that. (laughs) And I bigged up Mares quite heavily as well which was also cut again no evidence <laughs> for that although we did when we were talking about City this is another quote Villa mm. versus Man City we're backing City to absolutely smash them now do you think 6-1 constitutes a smash yeah I think it does absolutely yeah absolutely smash mm. yeah I'm pretty happy with that um, I, basically when I was looking through these I thought I could just pick the audio quotes and play them back to you yeah right and then I thought no do you know what I'll get one of those robots to do it <laughs> Uh, so uh, there's another one we did. Put your he- headphones on. Okay. Nade reckons a 2-0 win to Wolves. I'm going 1-1 because this fixture's nearly always 1-1 and Wolves always struggle to beat opposition like Newcastle. There you go. There you have it. That sounds like when I was in uh, Florida and just listened to the general sports commentary. <laughs> here's another one. Nathan smells of big smelly donkey balls. Oh, I don't know that got in there. Very oh, good. All right. Here's, an, here's another one then. Nathan smells of big smelly donkey balls. That, that's more of a um, <laughs> evil James Bond character, and um, 
And then I'm, I was bumped, in, bumped into <laughs> Arsene Wenger. That all smells of big smelly donkey balls. <laughs> Let's see. So anyway, that's what I've been doing my whole week. Yeah. Productive. It was very productive. Right, there you go. That was that. Should we crack on with the rest of the show? I think we probably should, um, yeah. So despite getting all, doing quite well predicting scores and that, uh, let's talk FPL. Mm. It's not going well, is it? It's, it could be going better, I'm not going to lie. So our FPL, we're in a bit of a slump at the moment. Uh, 47 points last week, the average was 57. And that's now the second time we've scored below average. Yeah, we need to arrest the slide. We need to arrest that inner development. Mm. Oh, that well, make sense, inner development? It? Yeah, that makes no sense. Uh, anyway, we brought in McCarthy in goal and Willian in midfield. So our, our transfers, we did well. Yeah. Uh, wasn't enough. Should have captained Willian, really. Mm, well, well, should have captained De Bruyne. Should have captained De Bruyne, yeah. <laughs> we captained Mane. I'm not sure why. I just think I was busy shooting stuff that day. So that's what I don't understand the thing. Anyway, yeah. that happened. So um, last week we were sad to have dropped two, 197,963. Mm. We've now dropped Nathan two, 322,163. Oh yeah. Which maybe we're being spoiled. So that's not bad. Yeah, it's not bad, but we know we can do better. We've yeah, the Christmas period has really caned us, isn't it? Mm, yeah, it's the festive hangover. Maybe I mm. need to start drinking again. Yeah, I'm going to start drinking. Start drinking heavily. Yeah. Um, no, they don't do that, people. <laughs> <laughs> Drink responsibly. Drink responsibly. Uh, yeah. So we, we, looking at our squad, um, we've got our wild card changes worked out. Mm. But I was thinking we should maybe hold fire on that for one more week. Yeah, I think just give it... There are some big transfers in the off thing, apparently. So let's see what happens, Mm. I reckon. But yeah, I think we we need to make a couple of changes. But we'll get to that. um, Because you've got Calvert-Lewin, I think he's going to pay us back. Mm. And um, I just think we've got some players that we can get another week out of. Uh, But we are looking to hit the differentials big time yeah but i think we've got to be careful with that haven't we uh, yeah. we don't want to go too far the other way right yeah we had a brief chat about this last night is that you can get too you head too far down into differentials and, and try and be almost too clever sometimes players have really high ownership because they get lots of points and if mm. you take those out because you think oh well i need the differential then potentially you've got 50 percent of the league picking up say a john lundstrom 15 point haul and you're messing around with Ender Stevens with say six so yeah that's it's a difficult one to judge I mean it really is looking at is that differential also potentially going to be a gamble that pays off if it's just one to have someone different then I think stick away from it yeah because you've got to have the core the core score yeah which means you stay on the average Mm. and then your differentials make all the difference Uh, although what I'll say about Lundstrom Mm. looking at that um, I think the last time he scored was a long time ago is he still a goal threat? Because he's got about like, nearly 50% ownership. He's 47 when I checked yesterday. He looks 47 as well. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that, I just, I'm considering, considering the dropping of him. He's someone who's made some money as well, is something to consider, because he started off the game at 4 million. He's now, I think, 4.9. Mm. So potentially you can use that cash to yes. in other parts of your squad and look for the next. John Lundstrom. The next That's, John Lundstrom. Imagine yeah. being called that. <laughs> anyway, so we'll keep our eye on that. Um, mm. We don't want to go too radical. Uh, mm. So, yeah, we're 322,000 overall. But in the 
the most important league in the world, the official Ultimate Fantasy podcast. Mm. We've now dropped down to ninth. Ouch. Whoa. Now that is something we need to sort out. People are going to lose faith in us, aren't they, eh? Yeah. Abraham Abolorinwa is uh, just about still top with 100... No, 113. <laughs> 1,318 points. Mm. Uh, the we- highest weekly score in our league, though, went to Abdulaziz Abdullahi, who got 74. I do hope I said that right, by the way. Apologies if I didn't. Uh, yeah, it's not bad. 74. Will mm. Timbers is coming on the show late. got 73. Yep. Nice. Yeah, good week for him. Mm. He'll be chipper. So if you are listening, you haven't joined our league, what are you waiting for? Yeah. The code PSDBV4. Uh, also show it in the blurb. Just get involved. Going to be prizes. Right. The highest scoring FPL manager for game week 22 overall. Congratulations, Moaz Ghalib, whose team Barcelona. Whoa. Yeah. May have heard of them. Amassed 139 points. Mm. Did you see Barcelona sack their manager yesterday? Did they? Despite the fellow top. Well, it's because Moaz is in charge. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So 139 points. He had a Liverpool core of Alison Robertson and VVD. This is the same as the guy last week. Yeah. Uh, he also had Lundstrom. Uh, midfield of Richarlison, Willian, mm. uh, Mares, and KDB. Ooh. Forward line of Greenwood, who was on our bench, by yeah. the way, normally. Ings, and a triple captained Sergio Aguero. <laughs> there we go. There it is. There's the point maker. Uh, Liverpool fan, 139 points. Mares Galib, Nathan, genius or mad person? I would say. There's no freak players in there that scored lots of points for him. It's no flukes. So I reckon he's probably genius. Top half, definitely. Top half, definitely. I can tell you, Moaz Galib, he is a mad person. Uh, 6,348,772. It, it doesn't seem like a mad person with a team like that. No. And um, yeah, unless he's just used his wild card because he has brought in all of the league's form players. Yeah, maybe. And or unless it's yeah, mm. who knows? Who Don't knows? Know. So I looked at the Liverpool placings for team names. Mm. Some really strange ones, um, and some obvious ones. This one I thought was, I don't know what to do with this. Uh, rate my poo, FC. Oh, that's awful. Isn't By it? Andrew Wong. <laughs> that is one. But yeah, going to do that. I was, <laughs> didn't know where to do that joke. And I was like, yeah, all right, then I won't. Uh, this one, any Salah, mate. <laughs> it's quite good. Kebab reference. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, Stephen Mitchell. And this one is really, really, I don't know what where to put this in the world. Virgil's Third Reich. <laughs> <laughs> Adam Montrose. I like that one. Yeah, but yeah. Is am I missing something there? Or has he just put Virgil Van Dyke's first name attached to the third right? Yeah, he's done that, but I think it's still quite a good pun. Unless he is a Nazi, of course. Uh yeah. Then uh, we can't. Other Nazis are available. I've got a good one. Oh go on him. From the Spurs League. Uh Chris Christopher Brown. He's got Bacon Sane. Bacon Sane. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Leroy. Like Leroy. Leroy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Someone. Brilliant. Well done, yeah. everyone. Uh, right. The top FPL manager overall, Matt Troja, still top knife. Yep. Uh, Nick Tanner has gone up to 11th. He's coming back. Yeah, he's on the rise. He's on the rise. And uh, I found a Pompey fan in the top 30. Yes. Uh, well, I, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing it's a Pompey fan. The okay. team name is Fratton Park Hot Dogs. <laughs> 
and he don't write Fratton Park for no reason. Yeah. Uh, unless he had a friend that went there and choked to them. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. yeah. And he's on in honor of his friend. He's called him that because uh, I think this guy's a Norwegian lad, uh, Theodore Ekbacker. Yeah, there you go, Theodore Ekbacker. Yeah. Nice. And talking of Scandinavians, no sign of Magnus dropping like a stone. He was um, there's an article about him in the Guardian last week as well really? about him having been top of the league and his chess domination at the moment. But, he seems he like quite a good lad. Was, I'd like was, to go for a pint with him. But that was that was ages ago. He was top. It is still pretty good to get top. I mean, we wouldn't have let the listeners forget about it if we'd been top <laughs> at any point, even if it was after game week one. It would be blazing <laughs> everywhere. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Actually, it's true. Fine, fair enough. Uh, yeah, so that's FPL um, draft fantasy. Oh, let's move on. Move on. (laughs) Horrible head-to-head fixtures for us both, Nath. Yeah. uh, Because our opponents had the City players Mm. we did not want them to have. Um, I had Tris. To be fair, I think we looked at this ahead. We sort of knew we were in for a hiding because we knew Aston Villa had been for a hiding. And I faced up Tris, who had KDB and Jesus. Mm. I mean, that was all I had to do was try and stay in, well, get an advance before that fixture but I was behind anyway so it's yeah. never going to happen you faced up Aguero mm, pretty much Aguero on his own in the end because yeah, you were leading and then he just watched from the sidelines as he destroyed your team yeah exactly yeah it was one of the, I went into that final game with I think a 15 point lead mm. and he had just Grealish and Aguero playing and I kind of knew Grealish wouldn't do much in that game and I was just hoping that when I saw Aguero starting I knew I was in trouble and then it was just slowly watching Assist, goal, assist, goal, goal. <laughs> what I liked about it as well. Bonus is... points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. thanks. Yeah, that's, I think he might get some. Yeah. Um, yeah, Jordan Ayew on your bench as well. Yeah, and I would have won it if I'd picked Ayew over either Jimenez or, well, Chris Wood was my first sub, which, confession, I didn't look at my bench this week. I, I sorted out my team and then forgot that's, about my bench uh... order. The, the Oli Gunnar Solskjaer school. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm. Never mind, mate. Never mind. Uh, Tough at least, run for at me. least you didn't have the second highest score and still lost. Yeah. That was I me. Enjoyed that. Yeah, yeah. 58 points. Lost still. <laughs> and then these other fixtures, and they're like 27 beat 23. Yeah. It's a, it's a disgrace. Yeah, it's man, a disgrace. Manners won, didn't he? Manners won with like, tw- he got like 31 or something. Yeah. 37. <laughs> rubbish rubbish doesn't yeah. deserve any points anyway that's the league I suppose that's fun I'm really enjoying Isherwood and it's now level with you on points yes I was going to say that Isherwood <laughs> has the second he's the second lowest number of player points yeah so he's essentially the worst team in the league and uh, so he's 300, 301 points player points fewer than me level with me now 36 match points <laughs> level in the league how is that I know, way above me. Yeah, he's eight eight map points ahead of you. Yeah. He's got 78 fewer mm. player points. Yeah. Crazy, isn't it? Right, game week 23 head-to-head fixtures. I've got Simon Moon, so your theory of the fixture list didn't really quite oh, yeah. work out. Yeah, it's changed, yeah. Pretty random, isn't it? Mm. Um, four of our defenders, uh, four of mine and his defenders, cancel each other out. Ooh. So it's all about midfield and attack. Uh, Nathan, you've got Robson again. Aguero what? again, yeah. Oh, for Christ's sake. <laughs> <laughs> I know. At oh. least it won't be as bad this week. 
I mean, he surely can't score a hat trick. Mm. Oh, it's a shame. It's a shame in, in draft and head head that you can't actually send your players out to to sort of cripple the opposition player. <laughs> <laughs> I might have to send the boys around. Like in real life, yeah. just send them out. Yeah. Uh, Aguero loves a car crash anyway, doesn't he? He'll have another one soon. Yeah. Um, I was thinking about the Mane and Salah situation because, you know, Liverpool got the double game week, game week 24. Yes, yeah. Um, do you know, so Manners has Salah, Ben has Mane, and they play each other that week. Yes. <laughs> brilliant, isn't it? That is incredible, isn't it? Uh, mm. That's in a draft. Uh, right, there's a part one. Um, don't forget, if you just want to tell us your stories at Ultimate Pod on Twitter. Right, uh, part two after this and speaking to Tommy Gunn. Tommy Gunn, the deluded one. How are you, mate? I'm all right, man. Yeah, how's it going? Uh, football, eh? Mm, not too mm. groovy. Right, uh, so you made some big transfers last week in your draft. Yeah. Uh, in came P. How did that go? Well, Aubameyang came in, scored, got sent off. I think we all know that. Um, he'll miss the next game, which is annoying, um, considering that my transfer was with Dow and now I'm playing Dow. Uh, so that's a bit annoying. From a point sort of cumulative perspective, um, Dow did better because of Mares playing really well at Villa. So, you know, um, down at the moment, but in the grand scheme of things, it was a better, it's a better transfer. You're sure? You're confident sticking with it. I like it. I mean, yeah. the stats do suggest that Mares's um, points return when he plays 90 minutes is astounding. Astounding. But uh, that may not last for the whole season. We'll, we'll see. Um, and your Burnley defence, because uh, they got Jetson into your team this week, the Burn core. Yeah. Are, you, uh, are you a bit concerned that maybe Burnley, it might be time to drop Burnley defenders? Yeah, I know. Uh, I'm looking at their fixtures. They got Leicester, Man United, Arsenal, and Southampton away. Um, the only game I can see them get any points there is probably the Arsenal game. So um, I don't know really. I've just got to sort of rotate on a week-by-week week basis and just sort of see what happens. So um, uh, if you're on the market for defenders, apparently Everton are the way to go now. Yeah, Everton, Palace, maybe even Southampton, to be honest. They've seen mm. to turn things around a little bit, don't they? Yeah. Um, so that's not a bad shout at all. Uh, and in terms of the Acker, of course, everyone wants to know how the Acker went last week. Well, yeah. So we were £2 down. We're now net £7 down. We were let down by Arsenal. So... That was a bummer. But this week, I've got two Prem fixes. I think I'm going to go for Brighton and City to win. Brighton have got... They're at home to Villa, so they'll win that. Uh, and Man United are at home to Palace. Oh, sorry, Man City are at home to Palace, so they'll win that. Um, so, yeah, that's the, only going to go two Prem fixes this week. Um, and I'm also going to go all 3pm kickoffs because mm. it makes it much easier to cash out. And you're not, you're not hamstrung by, you know, one result necessarily. Yeah, because that early kickoff that, that ruined the whole weekend, really, didn't it? <laughs> well, exactly. Yeah, the, the early kickoff, and we lost it. It blew the whole thing up. So, um, so how much money we we stand to make this week anyway? Um, sixteen hundred pounds, circa. Ooh, yeah, good. That'll do. Leading so into... we're 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 net seven pounds down with five pounds sort of on the balance sheet for the next acre. Exciting times indeed. Right, have a good game week. We'll speak to you next week. All right, cheers, mate. See you later. 
That was Tommy Gunn, uh, the man, the deluded one. Mm. Uh, I, I he should really maybe I'm wrong here, Nathan. He should be really thinking about getting rid of those Burnley defenders. Yeah, I think so. Obviously, with the options that you guys went through, I think there was a team that maybe went under the radar as Watford at the moment. Yeah. Definitely tightened up since Pearson was there. Um, so Pearson lost his first game in charge, which was away at Liverpool. Since then, they've picked up 13 points from a possible 15. Um, and starting to get clean sheets as well. Obviously, Ben Foster's a great option in goal. Yeah. Then you've got um, the defenders. Now there's a lot of red cards at the moment, so that's obviously affecting their points total. But Messina played at the weekend, um, got yeah. a good score for them. Uh, you've got the likes of Mariapa when he's back from suspension. You've got Kafkart as well. So there's some good options in there. Kafkart's also a threat from set pieces as well. And then in midfield, for anyone playing with Conte points, Kapu. This season, he's now averaging 2.2 interceptions and 2.4 tackles a game. So he got a high rate, high level last points. week, didn't he? Yeah, got about nine. Because I dropped him again. Yeah, I, but he's always on my radar as well. But mm. he has a lot of game weeks where he gets threes and fours. Yeah, and um, not as high as what you want from a Conte. Mm. You know. Anyway, but yeah, Watford, they are the form team in the Premier League. Whether they can maintain it's a different thing, isn't it? But. Mm. Um, Right, that's enough of that. Let's now go listen to Matt Kenny in the tactics truck. Tactics truck, tactics truck. I got a truck, it's full of tactics. It brings me luck in your world, son. Because you don't have a tactics truck. Hello, Matt. How are you, mate? Hey, Alfie, I'm good. Good. You had a, quite a good FPL game week. Was it 67 points? Yeah, 65, but I had a minus four hit, so... A uh, small green arrow, I was happy enough with that this week. Mm, I don't think that's too bad for game week 22. Uh, moving on to game week 23, you've got your eye on the West Ham-Everton fixture. It's an interesting game because, you know, it always seems to be a high-scoring match. Like, there's always at least two goals. Um, I think over the last six years, there's only been two fixtures that have had less than two goals. Um, so, uh, you know, it's a game that can be, you know, throw up a few surprises. Um so I think there's a couple of options. I know a lot of people will be looking to get West Ham players in ahead of, of the uh, double game week. Mm. You know, they may not have the form. Well, you know, they had a 4-0 under uh, Moises' first game. And then, of course, a 1-0 loss with a lot of drama in the end against uh, Sheffield United last week. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, I'm looking at Everton. Ancelotti has them playing really, really well. They've, they've three games, uh, three wins, sorry, in their four games under them. Um, only losses against Man City, which is understandable. Mm. He Richarlison's been doing really well. He's only blanked in in one game under Ancelotti. Uh, two goals, one assist. Um, Eight point one million, so pricey enough and quite a high ownership. Thirteen point four percent. I was expecting that to be a little bit lower, but there you go. Dominic Calvert Lewin is a very good option, I think, as well. He's trailed off a little bit since Ancelotti first arrived, but I mean, five point nine million playing up front. Um, six point nine percent ownership, so not you know not too highly owned. Defense wise, I think Luca Dini is a, a quite a solid option. Um, of course, you know five point seven million takes a share of set pieces. Didn't start the Newcastle game, I don't think, but under Ancelotti, he's gotten tr- he's got tr- uh, nineteen points from three games, so that's about six point three points per game under Ancelotti, which is quite impressive. And what do you think about uh, West Ham? It'll be interesting to see if Moyes sticks to three at the back because Arthur Masuaku played left wing back and, um, you know, he's only 4.2 million. 
um, 0.5% ownership, very uh, low owned. Um, but I think the two kind of safe options will be Sebastian Haller up top, uh, 7 million. So maybe a bit more expensive than the likes of Ings, you know, who's in, in the form of the life, form of his life. Um, and Felipe Anderson, who probably looks the, the safest of the midfield options. Mm. So uh, that aside, who's going to be your captain this game week? I really want to go with De Bruyne given City's form but I do think Crystal Palace are going to be a bit more stubborn than Aston Villa Um, so I may be looking to someone more reliable like Jamie Vardy bit disappointing he didn't score on his his birthday weekend last last time out but uh, you know he got an assist he didn't blank so he just seems to be kind of a magnet so he always seems to get something Mm, decisions decisions right uh, have a good game week Matt thank you so much again for today and um, we'll speak to you next week see you soon take it easy bye Tatis Chuck Tatis Chuck I got a Chuck is full of Tatis that brings me luck and you will suck cause you don't have a Tatis Chuck that was Matt Kenny aka Bowstring the Carp uh, you can hear more from him on Twitter you can uh, see the uh, link and stuff in our blurb and uh, yeah you can contact us and contact him uh, via that or at Ultimate F Pod. Let's see in part two. Don't go anywhere. In part three, we'll be joined by Top Marks and he'll be discussing with us the upcoming game week fixtures for game week 23. Hello, welcome to part three. I'm glad to say that for part three, myself and Nathan are joined by fantasy football scout writer Top Marks, a.k.a. Will. Hi, Will. Hi, Alfie. How are you? Uh, I'm good, man. I haven't spoken to you for a long time. I know. I've missed you. Good. That's good. Isn't it? Have you missed Nathan? Mm, no, no, I don't really know Nathan, so it's yeah. weird. If I <laughs> yeah, imagine but, uh, if you said yes. That you're right. That's a correct no, answer. I, I, I have I have missed Nathan too. Last time we spoke, Pochettino was still the Spurs manager. I think. Oh, <laughs> that's how long it was. I think we That'll had a nice little up. manager bounce for yeah. about a few games, and it's gone mm. now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we'll get to that. <laughs> uh, right, let's have a look at the upcoming game week fixtures for game week 23. On Saturday, the 18th of January, Watford versus Spurs in the early kickoff. Then you've got Arsenal versus Sheffield United, Brighton against Villa, Man City against Palace, Norwich against Bournemouth, Southampton against Wolves, West Ham against Everton, Newcastle against Chelsea in the evening kickoff. And then on Sunday, the 19th of January, Burnley versus Leicester and of course the big one at 4.30 Liverpool versus Manchester United Mm. right fixture focus Um, the first one we'll look at guys is Man City versus Palace now the last time these teams faced off at the Etihad in December 2018 Palace ran away 3-2 winners Mm. which of course included that goal from Andros Townsend Uh, City beat the Eagles 2-0 when these two butted head of Selhurst in October, just gone. Um, Will, where do you see this one going? Uh, Man City are in good form. They will win. I've got down 3-0, but that's kind of only because I haven't... I mean, maybe I should put down 4-0. I don't see mm. Palace doing anything. They, they, they looked good. They fought back and played well in the second half against Arsenal. I just think Man City have hit form at the moment. 
they've got a lot of players coming back and a lot of players playing well. So I think they'll be too focused for Palace. Palace could nick a goal. I think I actually fancy City for a clean sheet. Uh, so I'll say 3-0. I'm saying 3-0. I love some of the comments in the week from Guardiola on his team because the other thing is players. I mean, who's going to play for City? You're trying to go with... Um, oh, lottery. With, lottery. Absolute lottery. But I loved his quote on Mares. He says, um, you see his legs. It's impossible to be injured. He has no muscles. Um, <laughs> I like... It is true. He does have really skinny legs. He yeah. does have really skinny legs. Um, and is that Pep saying, oh, he's impossible to be injured. I can play him every week. Or does that mean he's just going to be dropped because, well, Sterling and Bernardo Silva might want a game mm. and might need to come back. Um, so who does well, I think, is it is a lottery, as you say. Uh, yeah, Riyad Mahrez. Yeah, t- well, talking about Mahrez, uh, he's completed three 90 minutes on the spin, mm. racking up 28 points, interestingly. Mm. And... Do you know what? He's completed 90 minutes nine times this season with a points total from those games of 88 points. That's an average of 9.7 per game. Yeah. Uh, Nathan, Man City, uh, put 12 past Palace in the last five Premier League meetings. Mm. It's time to go with a Man City core, is it not? I think so. But similar to kind of Will's point, that kind of predicting who's going to play for Man City is a bit of a fool's errand. I mean, he went to... I thought he'd, he'd be Aguero or Jesus at the weekend and actually he ended up picking... Both mm. of them, he's changed his formation up. He played something resembling a 4-4-2 at the weekend. He's played a 3-5-2 in the last few weeks as well. And then obviously the 4-3-3 is the classic that he goes with. So it's tough. Obviously the one who is always going to play, and it's kind of Captain Obvious here, but De Bruyne, he's averaging this season 0.7 assists per game. The next best players are on 0.4, so quite a drop-off. And they include Riyad Mahrez, and David Silva as well. Oh, there you so go. good returns from all Man City midfielders there. Um, I can't see anything other than a Man City win, really, to be honest. I looked at Palace's shot figures for this season as well, and they're very, very low compared to most other teams as well. They've got a good conversion rate, but they don't get many chances or create much at all. No, no. And no Milivojevic, of course, for Palace. Yep. Um if you are looking for a Palace player, the only one I was thinking, if you're playing draft, mm. was James MacArthur, who's great for tackle bonuses. Yeah. Um, and, but if Jesus, mm. well, Jesus, uh, on the score sheet at the weekend, of course, and his last six games, not including Sheffield United, where he came up for two minutes, he's registered six goals and two assists, racking up an average of 8.16 points per game. Yeah. 9.5 million. Will, does he tempt you? I think Sterling, simply because he was rested last weekend, uh, uh, is a good bet to start. I kind of tend to favour Aguero as the main striker. So we might see sort of return to to, uh, Aguero, Bernardo Silva uh, and Sterling if if he goes with a front three. I think one of the things that Guardiola did pick out as to why he went with both um, Jesus and Aguero this weekend is because he knew that Villa would set up with a five at the back and a low block and he wanted that kind of the focal points up front I wonder Palace obviously notorious as well for sitting deep and hitting on the break whether potentially he might look to 
play two strikers again, but impossible to predict. One final point I want to make on Palace is that their weird run of fixtures recently. Obviously, a few weeks ago, we picked out that they had the eight-game run where they wouldn't play any of the big six. They've also got City this weekend, but again, they're about to go on another run of games where they play Southampton, Sheffield United, Everton, Newcastle, Brighton, Watford, Bournemouth before they then play Liverpool again so mm. maybe not quite time to get off the Palace train yet for those clean sheets especially just harbour them on the bench maybe yeah mm, interesting so uh, Will you're going for a big Man City win with a clean sheet Nathan you're going for a clean sheet as well uh, yeah Man City uh, clean sheet I think 3-0 uh, 3-0 I'm going to go 1-0 City Okay. Ooh, wow. <laughs> I don't really think that, but I, someone's got to change it up a bit. Yeah. Right. Southampton versus Wolves. Southampton versus Wolves. Wow. Southampton reform team. Wolves. Everyone thinks they're a reform team. I'm not sure they are. Uh, this was 1-1 in Molyneux in October. Jimenez and Ings getting on the score sheet, obviously. Mm. Pretty tight game. Uh, Southampton, top of the form table alongside Watford. Four wins, one draw in five. They've scored nine, conceded only three. They had 16 shots against Leicester compared to only six for the Foxes. That's a pretty good return. And uh, Wolves haven't won for three games now. Pretty one-sided affair against Newcastle, but couldn't get the winner, of course. Mm. Uh, Nate, let's start with you first on this one. Yeah, I think obviously the the player that everyone's talking about in... um fantasy particularly at the moment is obviously Danny Ings 6.8 million he's still owned by 23.9% of the league 14 goals so far this season including 10 in his last 11 games and that he's actually scored 52% of Southampton's goals this season his conversion rate is excellent 28 shots on target so far this season and he's scored 14 so he's obviously one the other player that I like at the moment is Jan Bednarek as well. I mentioned him in the draft. He's averaging, and this is a centre half where you don't get as many tackles, 2.1 tackles a game, 2.1 interceptions a game. He's winning three aerial duels every game, and he's only picked up two yellow cards this season. He's also got the fourth highest clearances in the league, and he's only owned by 0.7% of players in FPL. He's 4.4 million at the moment. I mean, how could you not be tempted by that? Will, uh, Southampton Wolves, Taiwan, right? Wolves obviously got the uh, FA Cup replay midweek as well to add to their already congested fixture schedule. Mm. Um, I see this one going in the way of Southampton. They've improved so dramatically. Uh, he's done a great job both defensively and making sure a player who can who can actually finish like Danny Ings gets gets chances, uh, Hassan Hutel. So um, I'm going to go for a, a, a 1-0 uh, win for Southampton um, was also notable from the from the Southampton Leicester game. I do slightly feel, and it's a bit of a worry. I it, that was such a big match for Southampton. Mm, it was, it, um, and I slightly worry sometimes when teams have a big performance and and do well in the game they've been building up to. Is it slightly after the Lord Mayor's show in the next game? Yeah. Uh, so I think they'll have to they'll have to be switched on and focused. Uh, and there was a nice stat from that game in which. Um, Ings had nine shots and Vardy had zero shots. So he had a nine nil, mm-hmm. uh, a nine nil reverse. But um, yeah, he's 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 been doing great. I sort of echo what Nathan's saying. I think he's on form. He can finish. So let's go one nil Southampton here. So have you got any Southampton players in your FPL team? Well, I'm looking at getting a defender in. I've got McCarthy in goal, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm thinking of doubling up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and getting Stevens. Um, I won't do it this week. It's probably uh, I've probably got other 
players need to move around, but it's certainly something I'm looking at. They really have improved defensively. Going into the Leicester game, they had conceded the fewest big chances of any team over their last six matches. So there were, you know, five big chances conceded, which is less than which is less than Liverpool. Um, so they're really in good defensive form. Yeah, and I think Stevens, who you mentioned, I didn't pick him out of the Yam Bednarek one, but Stevens is probably slightly more of a goal threat for Southampton. Yeah, I was going to say, Nathan, his uh, in terms of XGI mm. for the past four weeks, uh, him and Ryan Bertrand are well up there. Yeah, exactly. Expected goals involvement. Yes, XGI. exactly. Um, and obviously, Will mentioned Wolves' congested, uh, congested fixtures. They've actually already played 37 games this season they're likely to play at least another 20 or so so they need players and also a player that I picked out in the previews as being a potential success this season has left already Patrick Catroni's gone out on loan to Fiorentina yeah so that's (laughs) gone well for him so a lot of pressure on Jimenez unless they bring in another forward in the next couple of weeks as well yeah Um, uh, Jimenez is second on the ICT yeah, index that's influence, creativity, and threat uh, for forwards. Jamutinho, yeah. uh, of course, two assists in his last two games. Yep, everything goes through him. Wolves are are definitely a threat from set plays. But Southampton, uh, as you alluded to, will in the in terms of their chances conceded, have the second best set piece xgc expected goals conceded in the league for the past four games, mm-hmm. bettered only by Liverpool. Nathan, what's your scoreline? Um, I think this one is. I was tempted to go for the Southampton win, but maybe the slight biased part of me is going to go for a one-all draw. Ooh, one-all. And you're going 1-0 uh, to Southampton, Will? Yep. Mm, indeed, interesting. Uh, the Fantasy Football Chaps, our friend the Fantasy Football Chaps, uh, giving us their player tip for fan tracks. And they've gone for two players, actually. Armstrong of Southampton and Neto of Wolves. Uh, I'm going to go for a Wolves 1-0 win. Mm. After the Lord Mayor's show, as you say. Yeah, they will. Matt Doherty is definitely going to score this week. <laughs> okay, right. So that's the end of our featured fixtures, our fixture focus, as it were. Uh, we're going to go and listen now to FPL content creator FPL Nymphra. Then we'll be back with the quickchers of the goalkeepers Henderson, Ryan and McCarthy are all becoming very trendy. Henderson and Ryan have both been picked up by over 33 plus thousand managers. McCarthy is picking up pace though as 24 plus thousand managers consider the cheaper 4.3 option. In defence, Pereira and Kelly are fighting out to be the most transferred out this week, with both amassing over 36,000 sales. Williams is so far the trendiest defender in this week with 45 plus thousand purchases, but not surprisingly Surprisingly, Trent and Robson are also getting very trendy as managers look towards the double game weeks. In midfield, Mares and Richardson are both piquing managers' interests, as both have been purchased by over 80 plus thousand managers. Grealish is the next closest trendiest midfielder in this week, but by some way with 62 plus thousand purchases. Up front, Ings is by far the trendiest striker in this week with 195 plus thousand purchases, and Aguero has also got managers' attention with his hat-trick against Villa, over 95 plus thousand managers have plumped for the City forward. That was FBN Nymphra. You can hear more from her if you click on the link to her YouTube page uh, in our episode blurb. Okay, quitches now. Uh, mm, Will, Norwich versus Bournemouth. And now, of all the fixtures I saw, this could be one that could yield really good differential pointage. Uh, it was, although it was nil nil in October, 
Bournemouth looked a bit lost against Watford um, last game week I saw. Uh, Bournemouth had the lowest expected goals from set pieces of anyone in the past four game weeks. Norwich don't fare any better. And funnily enough, both have the best XGC, so expected goals conceded from set place. Uh, so they both don't concede or score their goals from set pieces. This one is all about open play. Mm. It could well be. And Norwich looked very threatening in open play when they played against Spurs uh, and were very unlucky to have a goal chalked off um, for a dubious armpit offside. They've got to change that rule. Um, but Puki <laughs> is back. Uh, I'm going to say he will do well. I think they'll fill their boots, Norwich. Um, when I say fill their boots, I've gone for a 2-0 win here. Mm. Not bad at all. It's definitely reliant on the Puki injury. Uh, Nath, um uh, in terms of our FPL team, mm. I think we got a spot spare and we should either fill it with Norwich or Bournemouth player. Yeah, I kind of fancy both teams to lose this game, but uh, <laughs> apparently that's not possible. So um, uh, one thing, obviously you mentioned about it being all from open play. So the second highest amount of key passes per game in the league is Emi Buendia. I actually fancy this being a good day for Buendia as well. Um I fancy Norwich to get something in this game, actually. And I think it's going to be a 2-1 win with Buendia having a big influence. Mm, interesting. Uh, the other player I noticed, uh, this is controversial, Bournemouth. Uh, Ryan Fraser, he put in 15 crosses against Watford. That mm. was the highest in the league. The, the next best was at eight from Jaume Tinho. Uh, and he created four chances. Whether or not Bournemouth can actually score those chances uh different thing the fantasy football chaps uh, prediction for fan tracks who are indeed uh norwich fans they picked out vrancic midfielder vrancic for norwich mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> uh, newcastle versus chelsea uh this was one uh, nil at stanford bridge in october uh over the past four game weeks newcastle have the second worst xg xgc from set pieces chelsea have the third highest xg from mm. set pieces uh mm, chelsea will do you like chelsea I like Abraham. I think uh, Chelsea did look good, I thought, against uh, in their last home match um, against Burnley. Uh, Abraham had chances. He was he was one of those. It was one of those games where he's nearly on the end of a lot of things. So there are quite a few chances that maybe didn't show up in the stats. That if you watched the game, you thought, oh, he could have maybe had a couple a couple of goals. He hasn't scored two goals for ages, more than one goal in a game. Um, but I fancy he could against Newcastle. Newcastle are. Uh, a funny, a funny team. They obviously had two injuries in the match against Wolves, which mm. rather unsettled their their rhythm. I'm going for two one Chelsea. Fine, fair enough, Nathan. Uh, the player for Chelsea at the moment that um, has been highlighted. He scored double digits two weeks in a row. Aspilicueta as well. He's actually picked up 23 of his 68 points in the last two weeks or wow. so. So, um, and also slight threat from set pieces. He's picked up assists and stuff like that from knockdowns. Um, I can't see anything other than a Chelsea win in this one, and I fancy them to go away and win two 0 Well, I think people always underestimate Newcastle. It's going to be one one. Right, so uh, <laughs> Callum Hudson-Odoi, uh, he's been moved. He got back into the side last week. He started, didn't he? His XGI, expected goals involvement, game week 22, higher than Mares. Mm. Wow. Had the highest XG of any midfielder. Yep. Put in seven crosses. But he might not get as much space against Newcastle. Uh, mm. The fantasy football chaps have highlighted for fan tracks, St. Maximin. 
Is he back? I don't know. That yeah. you'll you'll look at Simon <laughs> in your face there, Nate. It's yeah. so exciting. <laughs> but he he does change a game for them. He is my favourite player, as I've mentioned. He does. Yeah. All right. So uh, West Ham versus Everton. Uh, David Moyes looks pretty healthy at the moment. I thought it's got nothing to do with football. I just I saw him. <laughs> and I thought you look quite healthy. Well Give done. Give it a couple of weeks. Give it a couple of weeks. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Everton have the highest achievement set pieces of the past four weeks. Mm. Wow. So we'll be looking at players like uh, Luca Dean and stuff like that. And maybe Gilfie. Gilfie likes to score against the Hammers mm. as does Bernard historically. Will, do you, oh, I mean, this is a tough fixture. It is a tough fixture. Um, they've both got new managers. I think West Ham, uh, we're slightly unlucky to win four, slightly lucky to win four nil. They uh, seem to get every sort of ricochet and deflection going their way in that in their in Moyes' first game in charge. They, but yes, both teams look good. I think Dal- uh, Calvert Lewin, Dominic Calvert Lewin's looking good for Everton mm. up front. I think he was he had chances at the weekend that he uh, which he was unlucky not to convert. I felt. Um, I think this could be a boring one-one. I'm going to be I'm going to be the you on this one, Alfie, Good. and go for the one-one draw. Uh, I think it's really hard to call. I think both teams have momentum and and ways of scoring goals uh, and ways of conceding goals. Um, but, Great. Yeah. There you go. Good, Nathan. Um, I I think this is a battle of two clubs that basically have got people at the top who just mess around. They change managers willy-nilly, go from one philosophy to the other, bring in lots of players all similar. Uh, two clubs that are complete shambles, in my opinion. But um, on what you damning think. note, I think Everton will win 3-1 because I think West Ham are absolutely terrible and Moyes is out a dinosaur. Uh, Bernard <laughs> is the fantasy football chap's pick uh, player pick I'm going to go with Calvert-Lewin and Everton win uh, he had the high uh, he had a quite a high XG against Brighton and he should score he had a big chance against Brighton as well uh, right yeah. uh, that's good uh, so ooh, not bad at all let's go very quickly now through the other fixtures just the scores uh, Brighton against Villa Will score 2-2 two, 2-2 two. Two, two. Nathan 2-0 two, no, Brighton ooh Burnley versus Leicester Will 3-0 Leicester Nathan 3-1 Leicester Oh, that's going to be 1-1. One, one. <laughs> Arsenal versus Sheffield United. Will. 2-0 <laughs> two, <laughs> two Arsenal. 2-0 Arsenal. P suspended, don't forget. 1-0. Uh, P is actually responsible for 48% of the goals that Arsenal scored this season. I think they'll miss him, but 1-0. Martinelli could step up. Martinelli, this is chance. Watford versus Spurs, Will. You know you're loving Spurs at the moment with Josie and his reluctance to set any pressing traps. I think, well, both teams, again, FA Cup replays. I think Watford are looking good. I'm actually going to go 1-1. Yeah. With a heavy heart, 2-1 Watford. Ooh, 1-0 Spurs. Son's going to score. And the final fixture, the big one, Liverpool versus Man United. Over the past seven Premier League meetings, five draws. The sequence is draw, draw, United win, Liverpool win, draw, 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 which means United win, Noel. What do you reckon? (laughs) I think, uh, well, I think United can score. Rashford has, what, six goals this season against the Mm so-called big six teams. Um, So you can say this. And Liverpool are, I think they'll definitely lose their run of clean sheets this weekend they've had six in a row since Gomez came back into the team uh, or came into the team following the injury to Lovren and uh, I think they concede this weekend I don't see them losing however I think I think they'll still do enough to win I think they're that focused and Man United aren't great and they'll miss McTominay so 2-1 Liverpool I think United raised their game against most of the big 
bigger clubs in the league this season. I think they'll get a draw, one all. One all, I think one one as well. Rashford, yeah, three goals in five games against mm. Liverpool. Not bad at all. Bang! That was good. Okay, that was all the fixtures. Snappy. Um, clean sheet forecast then. <laughs> Nathan, what's your clean sheet forecast? Yeah, my, my clean sheets, which should match my predictions, are Brighton, uh, Manchester City and Chelsea. All right, Will, what are yours? So Leicester, uh, Arsenal, Manchester City, Norwich, Southampton. Oh, that's mm. right, right. I go for Southampton every single week. <laughs> Sometimes it works. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna. I haven't decided mine yet. To be honest, uh, I'm gonna put mine on Twitter at a much later date towards the weekend, as is uh, the secret journalist and Matt. Right, that's it. Uh, Will, it's time for us to say goodbye to you. Great, thanks for having me on, but Alfie. Been nice to speak to you again. It's been wonderful having you on. Please don't be a stranger. And uh, <laughs> I've noticed the uh, you've been staying away since uh, Spurs' form has fallen away somewhat. I don't know. You're trying to you're trying to get a reaction here, yeah. aren't you? And, uh, it's what you're meant to do on radio like... these days: cause a shock and get a bit of drama. You know, yeah. uh, fine. I think um, oddly, I think Harry Kane out with Son up front could work for us in some matches. I think that extra pace could work quite well. Who yeah. knows? That's not a bad um, shout. Uh, I quite like Lascelles. I'd like to see him play a bit more. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Have a good game week, for, uh, Will. You had a good game week last week. Uh, well, hopefully, we'll speak to you very soon. Excellent. Cheers, Cheers Will. guys. Nice Thanks, to speak mate. to you again. Thanks very much. Bye bye. Bye. Oh, that's Will. He's gone. And uh, we'll speak to him again soon. If you want to check out what he does on Twitter, he's on Twitter. He's on there. Top marks. Right. This is part three. Don't go anywhere. Part four, we've got the answers to the question. Welcome to part four. Right, before we go, before we leave you, uh, we've got the answer to the question I asked you, Nathan. Five Danes scored in the Premier League last season. Uh, Christian Eriksen and Pierre-Emil Hoiberg were two. Name the other three. Name the other three, Nathan. Cool. Um, I should get this. I've got an affinity for Denmark, being that Copenhagen is my favourite city in the world. So, <laughs> stick tofting. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I reckon Phil Billing. Phil Billing, yes. Um, Yannick Vestergaard? No. Okay. Um, Matthias Zanka Jorgensen. Zanka, the Huddersfield player. Yeah. Yep. Um, One more. And then. You've got the actor from Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah, uh, Nicholas Costavaldo. Yeah, he, no, unfortunately not. No. He did not score. No. Uh, Alan Nielsen. <laughs> no. Um, Klaus Jensen. No. John Jensen. No, a- I. I Serious. Um, did Kasper Schmeichel score last no, season? No, no. It's a striker. Striker. Danish striker. Got relegated. Got relegated. So who got relegated last season? Uh, Huddersfield went down. Um, classic manager. The guy that looks... Um, man- classic manager. Classic. Warner. Oh, Cardiff. Oh, um, Zahora. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> moon hits your eyes like a big pizza pie that's a hooray yeah um, so that's it for our game week we'll be back for game week 24 uh, so yeah enjoy game week 23 we'll be back for 24 and that's the Liverpool double header yes yeah and we've got some d- big decisions to make so many thanks here to Nathan cheers man thank you um, Tommy Gunn Bowstring the Cup aka Matt Kearney uh, Top Marks aka Will 
FPL Nymphra and to the Fantasy Football Chaps. If you need to, contact us at Ultimate F Pod. Uh, have a good game week. We'll see you next time. Live.